Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we are recording an additional, or not an additional, like a continuation of a series. We've basically started impromptu because it did well. Like it got a number of streams, and we really enjoyed preparing for preparing for it and researching about it. So this is again one of the few episodes in which we actually put in work. <laughs> so, so I guess I want th- these types of episodes to firstly do well and also just. Uh, be very informative but also fun that's the objective of i think a lot of the podcast of we try and do it in case today's episode has is kind of initiated by uh the bong cinephile who is here to join me only because everyone else was uh chickened out of this because they didn't want to see low grade images or low resolution images uh, because 240 pixels yes exactly and i uh, i love this kind of uh, whatever like we'll discuss this in in detail but welcome pong cinephile how are you how are you i i was about to say your uh, different names I'm i always get confused which name text. to address you <laughs> uh but yeah simon oh, simon. simon simon yes 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 how are you simon little bit exhausted lately watching great films and the oh. julian donkey boy the exhaustion <laughs> level spiked up <laughs> i mean that's the best type of exhaustion <laughs> i feel like uh, i mean not not the julian films. donkey boy one the the other ah. watching great films and getting exhausted a good films one that was good exhaustion yeah but this no. one i need to talk with harmony <laughs> korine what is this we will talk also by the way because our topic for today is uh, the dogma 95 movement hmm. this is uh, and i am not going to be introducing this because i think simon will do a much better job of doing it i can just give you like the brief thing that it's a danish film movement which is started by these hmm. four filmmakers Lars von Trier Thomas Winterberg Soren Krag Jacobson and Christian Levering Lars von Trier and Thomas Winterberg are the two sort of main people behind it and they wrote the manifesto they wrote and now like, actually yeah no I, i will leave it to you simon i am i am listening i am the audience <laughs> yeah dogma 95 is basically when Winterberg and Lars von Trier, like mm-hmm. it's a very jokingly they made this film movement. They, yeah, they were sitting sitting around joking off. Yeah, and then just uh, Winterberg said, "What if we strip down anything that makes a film polished or pristine looking, mm-hmm. or, yeah. or the, anything that's available to a filmmaker to make his film more appealing? Yeah. So what if we strip down everything and just yeah. keep it original or pure?" Like mm-hmm. what used to happen in the 18th century or 19th century films. Yeah. So then they wrote down 10 points. Basically, they cancelled. Uh, in that 10 points, they cancelled everything mm. that made filmmaking easier. Yeah. Means uh, appeal to the masses, and they kept it yeah. very uh, strict or stern to make yeah. these films. Yeah. Yeah. So in this. This way, in one lazy Sunday afternoon, the yeah. Dogma '95 movement was started, and mm. the start was very grand. They waved the manifesto in one function or something in France. Yeah, it was some celebration. I was reading like some uh, celebration of films, uh, and yes, then yes, they waved yes, this yes. manifesto, which basically was like films uh, have been wrong <laughs> throughout uh, history, and we are correcting them. So yeah, yeah. It, All all weird ideas from Lars von Trier. Yeah, understandably. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. The first film was Festen, that means celebration. 
yeah. did very well like it's critically acclaimed one prize that can't and yeah. highly rated film and the only good film remains from that movement yeah like universally celebrated yeah, yeah. So celebrated after, nice uh, <laughs> celebration celebrated <laughs> yes uh then after 31 films the movement kind disintegrated mm. because it became hard to make such films mm. because it's... i guess there was no revenue for it yeah because it was Huh. Uh, also like the defining filmmaker uh, like the people who the uh, filmmakers also went yeah. in this separate ways yeah but they, yeah. Uh, the thing to watch out is that they retained some of the dogma principles mm. yes like yes, in yes. hunt mm. non diegetic means the sound is very organic nothing mm-hmm. from pre recorded yeah. stuff or when uh, wontrier films are also retaining the same thing i mean the sh- i have seen more wontrier so mm. i can say that uh, it's probably shot in a very similar way i know the camera quality is mm. different now of course it's much more polished but but generally they have like a very similar jerky handheldy camera movement mm. rapid like jump cuts and all are there throughout as i remember that good. one scene from house that jack built mm-hmm. spoilers when he kills uma thurman <laughs> that yeah. scene was so ab- abruptly filmed. I was like, yeah. okay, he's still at that dogma thing. Yeah, yeah, very much. I mean, uh-huh. I I guess a lot of them like uh, it very much orig- like that. It became part of the style, right? Because it was also the mm-hmm. time when they started making films. So it's like uh-huh. very much intrinsic to mm-hmm. their style. And I think, uh, yeah, it's very Breaking interesting. Breaking the waves was before Idiots, right? Similar year, same year, maybe nineteen ninety eight. I think. uh both of them were i think so at least 1996 oh breaking the waves was 1996 okay ha dog okay, okay. bontier was already established he made yeah i know he made europa that's the one film ah. i know like that was his debut feature i think but uh, ah. Ah. but yeah breaking the waves is very dogma 95 inflected that way so like it's hmm. very much i don't remember if there is don diegetic in that non diegetic music is basically music coming I, from not within the scene huh. like whether yeah huh. uh but uh, yeah like i remember the this camera is, movement yeah. in breaking the waves is super same to like uh, how it is in idiots and other other films like that but so uh, at just one film in this so that, that the main two filmmakers deviated so the whole movement hmm. disintegrated yeah that yeah. was that became the advantages they made became their disadvantages yeah yeah so the chance yeah, yeah agreed like i think it's very interesting like uh, like if you go through their actual manifesto hmm. i don't know i've i've read a couple of manifestos apart from dogma i read the not okay. not because of dogma like i read this before about the soviet thingy uh-huh. which so, uh, eisenstein had written See, yes, the problem yes. with manifestos is that they are all very they kind of are like this is wrong Rigid. this is this is wrong this is wrong this is uh, wrong we are correct kind of like that not which, that much flexible to ha which is very weird considering they wanted to uh, make filmmaking in some way more flexible like hmm. but they impose these rules so it's uh, like a contradiction in some weird sense so hmm. it's a it's very like i think it's best to know they that they wrote the whole this purpose. yeah but it's best to know they wrote this while drinking and while having a laugh and i, I it's huh. very easy to like digest the manifesto then i think and yes. uh, and yeah like i mean 
see the thing is they were very much going against uh, like all all mainstream. movements yeah all so. movements all manifestos always come against the mainstream right hmm. against hollywood cinema it comes uh, whatever their prettification of the images like they like they just don't they don't want that but i think i i was very interested in how much they despised or like even rejected earlier film movements like i was like really i didn't think they would be very mm-hmm. against those movements which i think have influences in the dogma thing so they are very against french new wave they are very against italian neorealism all this oh. they think it's outdated almost like the, which is which it is oh. but like uh, but huh. but it's very interesting how much they also reject those and and go for their own style again but it's a way to establish your own movement right so i guess you have to reject a lot of the things that happened and be like you know we are going to invent something which is and they did to be fair like they invented something which is which still it's has some uh, yeah yeah it's a fully new aesthetic in that sense and i think uh it's given like rise to so many filmmakers even uh, there's a cinematographer that recurs in our, in the films we've chosen to discuss uh who works with Danny Boyle now who's a who's, who's won the oscar and everything now i think then actors came through uh right mads mickelson mads mickelson being the main one i think yeah huh. uh and yeah it just gives a different sort of perspective i think and i think for whoever is interested in like experimental slightly like you know anti mainstream cinema budget. low Main budget cinema. exactly exactly hmm. it's like the perfect and it, i think it's kind of also necessary to watch in in some ways at least feston and idiots to me are pretty touchstone huh. types things which are like you should watch just to get a gist of what the movement is and uh, these two films are okay the first two yeah. films are ogme are enough to summarize what yeah. every film wants yeah i mean i won't push people to watch julian donkey boy definitely no uh, and also yeah. the thing was the more they made the films yeah the more films they the more rules were broken yes, yes like yes, julian donkey right. boy many rules were broken yeah yeah i was like this is not this doesn't even feel i uh, see i huh. i didn't didn't intend to bring this director again but it reminded me a lot of late terence malick with but terence malick had like has like steady cam and it's like the camera's floating and you get oh. this impression of people uh-huh. like someone's subjectivity right but it did remind the me the scene which that. reminded me of malik the scene mm. which was the first appearance of chloe sevigny ah okay yeah, yeah. got it got it got that it that scene reminded me of uh, yeah so i didn't want to bring him up but it was a comparison that came into my mind so i can't like not in every not, podcast not <laughs> malik Yeah, dogman dogman very uh, central to these films i think and uh, yeah let's let's discuss those 10 rules uh, also uh, yeah this this movement was like very systematic in a sense because they issued mm-hmm. certificates oh they yes 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 their films yeah. according to the checklist <laughs> yes that i mean see that, this is the place where i think it's a bit 
childish but again if oh. i but if i uh, but if again if you see the movement as originating hmm. from people drinking and having a laugh then yeah the whole oh. certificate thing kind of makes sense but uh, but yeah like it's fun i guess in that sense uh, but yeah let's discuss the rules simon go for oh. it like what are the so i have them here rules, listed yes 10 rules they are known as the vow of chastity yes so these are the ones you have to like obey right and and huh. if you disobey okay. them if you have you're to like if you're not obeying yeah. then you have to re- write a confession like yeah. which rules you have broken yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the first yeah. one is shooting must be done on location props yeah. and set sets must not be brought in yeah if a particular prop is necessary for the story a yeah. location must be chosen where this prop is to be found yeah i think uh, so what what i'll do is i'll briefly just say that we are, so before we continue let me just mm. say that we are going to be discussing four films from the movement mm. and uh, i think we me and simon can very much go through these films individually and then talk about some of the rules maybe they disobey right uh, yeah. so so yes go ahead simon this is mainly to do with setting the first rule right so ha uh, setting yeah Yeah I guess Winterberg broke one rule I think he bought a candle or something Yes I think but that goes for the lighting I don't know if they mentioned lighting somewhere uh, But prop also. he brought right Oh okay yeah he bought a prop yes yes so this uh-huh. is festen already sort of breaking yes Second yes, one the uh, second rule everybody broke Ha huh, that's the, the one which must... <laughs> Yeah <laughs> The sound must never be produced apart from the images or vice yes. versa Yeah. Music mutton must not be used until it occurs where the scene is being shot. Yeah. Means where you are filming you have to bring the musicians there and we have to play the music alongside yeah. the scene. Yeah. And I think none of them obey this. Like what none of the four films uh, I've watched it, at least. Idiots partly did. Yeah, but I think it uses one theme recurrently which is not part of the Ha, uh, that that one the, uh, was yeah. pre-recorded. Yes, and another yes. scene it has some instrumentation which Bontier Bontier brought a crew. Got it. Uh, got, it got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera must be handheld. Any yeah, this is the third rule. Immobility. Yeah. Third yeah. rule. Yeah. Immobility attainable yeah. in the hands is permitted. Yeah. You can't have like a stand or static. Something. You can't have static. Yeah. So basically, yeah. people who have like nausea, <laughs> I guess, yeah. or like they sensitive can't. to yes, they. Better not go into this. Considering none of these are like uh, stable. Had to crack a joke here. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Ram Gopal Verma uses some angles that are similar to dogma films. I mean, he would he would He's not focusing be, from any anywhere, right? Which he would not be dog. far off like the dogma <laughs> movement, to be honest. And Sanjeev will be very proud to hear this. But but yes, uh, but yeah, I, I totally get what you mean. Sanjeev told. Mentioned Ram Gopal Verma. Ha ha! He puts like cameras wherever. Like I think he said in his teacup or crotch or whatever. Like wherever he wants to put it. So I was like, okay, sure. But but yeah, fourth rule, sir. Yeah. The film must be in color. Yeah. Special lighting is not acceptable. Yeah. If there is too little light or exposure, the yeah. scene must be cut or a single lamp be attached hmm. to a camera. Yeah. So this is also something that I think they maybe break, right? Special lighting they use sometimes or no? Julian Donkey Boy breaks. Yes. Yes. I mean that I don't even know how much it conforms to any of these. Like huh. uh, Julian Donkey Boy. It's like arguable if it even follows. Like, uh, yeah. 
we'll get to it we'll get to it we when we go to the specifics of each film mm-hmm. yeah then optical work and filters are forbidden again yeah. the one film that comes to mind <laughs> julian donkey boy yeah but i think we again we'll go in detail when i was uh, looking uh, up uh, how it how it was uh, shot yeah, yeah. Uh, the so film s- must not contain superficial action yeah so this Murder is other weapon yeah so the interesting thing about this is like first five rules are like and this is what i was like reading from an article i'll probably link in the description mm-hmm. if people want it's uh, like the first five rules that simon just listed are production related everything like you know technicalities and everything but what mm-hmm. he just mentioned about the film must not contain superficial action that's very like mm-hmm. writing related right because it's supposed to be like whatever that you must so it's even pre production rules are being set here like the types of films you can make and can cannot make i guess in a sense yeah so yeah i just wanted to uh, make sure that difference is established then uh, the second yeah. one is temporal and geographical alienations are forbidden this yeah. is to say that the yeah. films films takes place here and now Yeah, that's a very interesting period. Period films. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think then in that respect, I think all of them do follow it. So, huh? Yeah. And also, like this one, also the f- uh, film must not contain any superficial action. There is this there in uh, open hearts, no? Where? Not murders, but there's accidents. And oh, yes, sir. I'm guessing. If does that count? Does that not count? Like huh. again, it's too broad a category. What does superficial action even mean, right? So hmm. uh, means anything any... apart from talking. Huh. Got it. Huh. Then, so <laughs> accident is like the main thing in that movie, no? I think. Huh. Huh. Anyways, we'll we'll go into detail later. Genre yeah. movies are not acceptable. Okay. Yeah. I mean, none of them are. Don't. 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 Yeah. Romance, uh, open heart is a romantic thing, right? Ah, uh, I mean, but I guess it's more of a complicated romance rather than like you know, girl meets boy and like whatever. Drama, ah, ah, exactly. Uh, yeah. The director must not be credited. Yes, okay. This one is very interesting. The yeah, cons- you know, this is the weirdest one actually of all the rules because hmm. I think. one of the things that the movement was trying to do at least in the manifesto and everything they were discussing is like mm. they were trying to reject the auteur theory and be like you know like it's a collaborative process yeah. and like you know everything is but the weird thing is after the movement you remember like at least i remember mostly that these are wontria movies or like winterberg movies or like you know mm. the director ka stamp is very evident in all of them in in a weird way so i no. i don't know what the i mean i guess the movement didn't reach its goal in some senses of the director not being credited that way but but yeah so interesting uh, thing interesting you come point, away sir. with it, uh, they thought of the, these points yes yeah. yes mean, it, it's not like they wrote it like um, casually Yes. They yes. thought and wrote this point. Did they do? They weren't they just laughing around and drinking? Ah, <laughs> like so much detail. Like this film must ha, be in color special. That's true. That is very. Thought. Yeah. Definitely. Then I write a declaration for the more. Yeah. The director. Yeah, you I can go ahead about it. about that. I think you know a fair bit. The declaration thing. I mean, like. Ha, it did. The all of them. Was the yeah. 
confession part right yes yes uh, so the confession part was basically uh, if a director breaks any rule mm. any of these 10 rules then mm-hmm. he has to write a declaration or or it is said as a confession that okay. i have broken this rule but yeah although i have broken this uh, rule uh, still my film complies with the other rules from the dogma uh, on the vows of chastity yes yes got it so one any like i mean there is no like the bug has right? to write two i guess in one scene he bought a candle outside mm-hmm. prop yeah and in another scene he adjusted the um, sheets to bring for lighting light. right lighting exposure huh. i think in some scene yeah okay uh, suzanne beer wrote it because of uh, 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 external song plays yes so yes 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 recorded song plays got it yes. harmony coring nobody knows how many confessions yeah i mean like if he writes it there'll be like at least five of these broken i feel in some way, some sense hmm. but but yeah it's weird like his we'll talk about it also he is the only director we're going to talk about who's making dogma films outside of denmark uh his film is a us production right and uh, us uh, korean also one korean film is there one spanish oh yeah yeah like but we are we'll we'll just be discussing uh, three danish films and one one us one us production also, so uh, i i guess there's more flexibility if they produce or make uh, these dogma films outside or maybe uh, they bend rules much easier but uh, but yeah i'll be a interesting mark the film culture isn't that much uh, prolific like yeah apart, apart from carl theodor dreyer right i think he's the main dreyer and billy august vontrier yes yes yeah. imagine mentioning dreyer and vontrier in one sentence people like i mean not people but like vontrier will be like like a baby excited baby uh, uh. <laughs> mentioning them to in like one sentence but uh, but yeah like it's a uh, yeah it's interesting, interesting how thing. how like this movement even like you know it's weird i think do you think people look down upon it now or like this movement or like what, what do you think people think of it or people are just like dismissive of it i feel almost in many senses dismissive of it because the latter films didn't comply means the mm. universality it lost after two or three films noted i mean it's very weird right cuz see the uh-huh. some of the main uh, characteristics of the movement was super like the editing has which is what it reminded me of french new wave is the rapid cutting jump cutting almost hmm. right sometimes that thing has translated very well in today's culture right cuz you know everything is hyper edited everything is like uh-huh. you know quick 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 whatever i guess the big difference and i think i i think why and why maybe none of the guests also other than you you and me wanted to cover this is because it's we are in the instagram culture also aren't we like the pretty fired image of like you know everything needs to be uh, beauty and like whatever and like obsessed uh, with that image quality aesthetic images ha huh, aesthetic and, films that's really not translated i think that's what i think maybe people look at it dismissively also is because they huh. look so bad they look so huh. cheap uh, people want to look at something very beautiful yeah and then they come across a film like celebration although it's celebration it's revered <laughs> for its quality but the yeah. picture uh, they they won't watch i mean how and how do you put a screenshot is- <laughs> oh yes <laughs> how do you put a screenshot uh, i mean isn't it better to just put a screenshot of a much more polished succession hmm. like i like to me that's like the connection but uh, 
but but I yeah no my comparison would come <laughs> but but my okay. point is uh, more to do with why the movement is looked down upon to me at least is very much just image quality ka Haan, image people quality want this rich uh, clean image quality i think which and very hard uh, to get into these yeah. films were i mean they, yeah the subject inviting. matter yeah the subject matter is not yeah but i feel i feel similar subject matter if done in a cleaner aesthetic they'll still watch uh, yeah that aesthetic matters yeah. if you make yeah. a same film low budget then nobody yeah. will watch yeah well, which is which is very strange cuz I, i think one of the things which and we are going to go to the movies in 2 minutes is that all of these or at least three of these four films have an aesthetic and plot that very much uh-huh. feels apt together like the, it feels very much mm-hmm. part and parcel you know i can't imagine the celebration being shot well because it takes away from that film similar with idiots and similar with julian donkey boy open hearts we can argue about but uh, these three i think definitely have like uh, aesthetic to plot or narrative ka match like that that slightly disgusting aesthetic i think is worth it uh, like i think it it adds to the film ha huh. yeah so okay so we should move on simon to to each individual film we are going to yes, begin yes, chronologically so we'll just go with dogma number the the film numbers we are going to be discussing is dogma number 1 2 6 and 28 i think yes so first one the originator and the one that is most fondly remembered by everyone or whoever has seen it of course is uh, thomas winterberg's celebra- the, the celebration of feston which released in 1998 which i've already made my succession joke so what is it about uh, simon <laughs> if it's not succession yeah, succession has been watched by everyone yeah. not me so oh you know watched it okay anyways no. the, the point is i i think uh, celebration and slash festin has a very similar family dynamic in that you know yeah. that that the children the three children uh, uh, so basically they're coming together to meet for a family for the father's birth birthday right for the 50th or something birthday hmm. uh, there's a reunion and yeah. uh, basically when they meet all yeah. sorts of secrets start to like spill over and like they are not comfortable secrets they are very very that uncomfortable secrets that also like very abruptly it happens yes, like everyone yes. is just uh, thanking the pat- patriarch yes. or the head of yeah. the family and then the the secrets spill starts. over yeah so we'll so we'll we'll do the spoilers for these right because i mean i i mm. feel most of the people either listening will not watch these movies no, no, or no. or i, I think if hope. they no or 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 they have already watched it i feel like that's the oh, audience like this we are there they will be interested yes exactly i mean i think all of these movies maybe except for julian donkey boy we are recommending in any case so we, we like our upfront we are saying that so that now we'll just discuss spoilers and not like you know uh dilly dally that much on like what it's about and all that so yeah simon so you you go on because i think you it's one of your favorite films in general right so oh. yeah the day i remember open hearts western mass three films continuously i watched i was like <laughs> this is so much <laughs> started at 4 yeah. morning yeah Festen because Winterberg films generally I like especially Hunt another round yeah 
so i, I have to watch this film then yeah. celebration a film about a father celebrating his birthday in his big mansion and all his children mm-hmm. are coming together yeah but the one thing is that one of or one of his daughter has died of suicide yes and the cause of it is then really isn't uh, revealed right found, yeah. revealed yeah yeah, yeah. so the best thing i liked about celebration is how how easily winterberg handles the topic of molestation mm. or sexual abuse yeah like he induces that plot very easily without mm. any hesitation yeah and th- that that makes the film kind of horror film for me it is yeah i totally understand ha. what you mean yeah Because in one scene the characters are like don't let anyone get away from this yeah Not the doors Oh yeah 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 it's huh. the i think one of the most creepy things about the film to me is the whole idea of everyone in the room just going like it's fine and i'm like no it's not huh. <laughs> like, that, that was also the, the thing i'm i i got terrified and like this is not right yeah but you are still going on with your party yeah yeah the that's sun, the whole like, thing right it's like comes and Uh, start the conversation about what has been done to him and his sister yeah so this is the main character whose name is christian right this is uh, uh, who's who's basically revealing who like in the beginning we don't get like we are not immediately told that he's uh, no uh, it's very abrupt yes, yes. so this is during like one of the speeches uh, one of the father's speeches the first one everyone maybe? is thanking the yes. father that what yes, yes. he has done to them what yeah. good he has done yeah and suddenly the plot and suddenly he basically like enunciates it and it's like like a very as you said abrupt like it just feels like how did that come out like i mean there are hints that there's something in the house which is one of the interesting points i'll bring up later also when we when we are discussing this but uh but yeah i think one of my favorite bits uh, when i watched it when i was uh, i watched it for the first time in preparation for this episode only uh, uh so one of my favorite favorite bits was how each family member in the subsequent speech tries to reject or like negate whatever christian has said so like hmm. the sister will come on and be like oh my brother was joking Uh, huh. then then there's the i think i found the mother's thing the most creepy because she goes on this huge speech about <laughs> you know how one brother is like this one sister is like this and then she basically absolutely dumps on christian where he she's like you used to joke a lot or something like that and and i was just like really hmm. discomforted by how everyone in the family kind of can't accept the fact that the father can be like this sex abuser or molester in the family and uh, yeah like i, I that, that's uh, other notes i have are more to do with how it looks and what that adds but you go ahead about the narrative if there's like other stuff that you think is also uh, like except christian every character was like kind of dis- dislikable i felt except for helen last. right uh, the sister the the yeah. the sister and christian i, I and the, the and the and helen and the boyfriend, uh, boyfriend right the thomas bolasen became a, a likable character in the last scene uh the michael character the, the younger brother ah. uh, in the in the in the in the film right ah. yes 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 i remember Where, his name his acting yeah. is phenomenal i liked him yeah yeah he's very very good in this but uh, this but the, i like the whole uh, inclusion of the black character in this actually like it, it was again what you said mm-hmm. right it's done very 
like as soon as he arrives that tension is already there and michael is like blatantly racist and then the whole room becomes supremely racist out of like nowhere and it's like it's like already a tension tension is the another tension comes in yeah exactly it's like building upon building upon like all these things and then uh then yeah and i, I think this is where this whole idea of shooting it in that style that dogma style kind of comes into play also like you know and it, you have... and it also benefits the close surrounding also benefits yes. the film to yes, build yes, that claustrophobic yes. environment totally and totally and also the dialogues like close the doors nobody should get out yeah 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 you basically like ah. it's a theater setting almost everyone's stuck ah. and you have to like confront all this <laughs> like nobody most will get uncomfortable out. thing and then ah. it's like uh, yeah you're just stuck there and uh, and yeah you said about the you know how the close setting helps and i i think mm. the shooting style this is the cinematographer is anthony dodd mantle he's danny boyle's regular cinematographer and uh, he'll also Slumdog shoot millionaire he worked I yes think. yes 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 and so he shot uh, and he shot harmony karim's uh, <laughs> julian donkey boy julian donkey boy <laughs> yes uh but but no here here i was i i joke about this a lot but like i was like i have to take a counter of the number of times the cameras actually facing someone straight it is always off balance like it's always off center and huh. like it's like a whole whole film is yes, shot in dutch angles almost right and i was like but it adds huh. a lot to the film like it's like it's not just there for like a empty purpose i think it adds a lot to the whole discomforting feel of the film and uh, the low lighting and like the really harsh you know shadows and everything just really makes it all feel super claustrophobic and um, it and yeah, adds up to the tension yeah i mean I the image think. quality is also very grainy right it's like very very low quality it's like huh. early digital video camera and which is transferred in, on to film winterberg like, did the most for dog me i i yeah. believe yeah and very sincerely i think that's the that's why i'll get to this that's why maybe i prefer the idiots because this is very sincere <laughs> and huh. i feel with the movement sincerity ke alawa i maybe prefer someone going very provocative like like this is provocative okay, okay. this is provocative ah. in terms of like you know themes and you know what it's hmm. confronting but in terms of like aesthetics i feel it is innovative but i don't think it's like pushing it see my so this is this is my thing with with dogma in general and when i watch celebration i was like very weird decision sometimes to there's a short it is in the beginning right where the camera is supposed to pan from right to left but because he's holding a handheld camera you see broad huh. mantle get up and it he shifts from one position to the next and i was like it's such a interesting thing moments like this yeah no but like, that's very interesting right because this huh. is what this is what made me make that french new wave comparison which which huh. i later was like oh these guys are dumping on it and i was saying that it looks like it is because you you kind of made aware of the camera being there in that scene you know because that's not a traditional way of shifting the camera right so no no so it's very weird because in in one sense they're doing full realism and in one sense they're like taking you away also from it so that tension is there which which i thought was very interesting go ahead you say this uh, these scenes where we are reminded that there is a camera following it yeah. adds up to my excitement for the film Or how much I like the film. Like, Got it. This is something new or innovative, mm. which I haven't watched. It is, watched. yeah. 
नहीं नहीं आई टोटली गेट व्हाट यू मीन आई थिंक दैट्स दैट्स काइंड ऑफ लाइक इन द आई गेस इनिशियल वन ऑफ द थिंग्स एक्चुअली आई नो आई एम काइंड ऑफ बैबलिंग अबाउट दिस बट वन ऑफ द थिंग्स दैट मे बी आई लाइक अबाउट द वियर्ड कैमरा एंगल्स इज दैट इट्स आल्सो सर्व्स लाइक अ वेरी स्ट्रेंज नैरेटिव पर्पस दैट इट माइट बी कैप्चरिंग द गोस्ट्स पॉइंट ऑफ व्यू इन द हाउस व्हिच इज लिंडाज प्रेजेंस it's cuz there's one scene in the i haven't thought about this there's one scene in the beginning where there's a shot or pov shot from the bathroom which is kind of in slow motion and it really resembles wow. that of a ghost looking out <laughs> so <laughs> that really <laughs> that really gives a different di- dimension to how uh, how now the, the film is like i will place it more above <laughs> in my list well i'm happy that i guess i made a point that made you like it more you didn't like the film that much no no i really like it I really Not like it. Not more than idiots, right? But idiots, I have a special fascination with. But but uh, celebration is the better film. I feel like overall, uh, like I also I I can recommend it to people. So, wow. Uh, This but, made but the whole film more haunting. It is haunting, but like that, that's the that, but see the reason I'm also saying that is because there's one love fantastically like it's a fantasy sequence almost right where he's almost died, Chris Christian. and it goes uh, the, in, in the forest no no it's when he collapses when he comes back to the mansion oh, and then there's uh, this dream sequence almost right, right which is the yes yes i remember i remember with the is that's this that's supposed to be his sister right like who's dead uh, like with the candle and he's holding like you know going towards her or going away from her kind of like that so i will rewatch the film again okay good <laughs> i'm very happy <laughs> i'm very happy but but yeah like again i told uh, you like i really liked it and uh, the one thing and maybe this is the problem the reason i said why i maybe prefer idiots is because the other film that i have watched that kind of reminded me of celebration i don't know if you like it or if people like it is melancholia mm-hmm. and usme there's like like the whole idea of you know being in this wedding which is supposed to be all glittery and happy but deep down you have like this protagonist who's absolutely miserable uh, so i think usme the contrast you know between that glittery setting and internal mm-hmm. feelings maybe that i was like maybe i prefer that to being like completely in this really like the whole thing looks bad from the beginning i guess in that's my in celebration in festival oh. so which is my whatever minor complaint also but celebration like, okay. is very loud like each of the characters like very angsty it is it is yes 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 especially michaelus because he's uh-huh. very <laughs> <laughs> full on performance like, is given every every bad thing is present in it yeah like race yeah yeah, yeah. yeah we, maybe that's the other reason actually these films maybe are not taken as uh, or maybe dismissed more because they were this provocative i don't know it's huh. very interesting to think about it that and now easily winterberg may means he in, in, induces such uh, acts like it's nothing yeah, yeah. that much of a deal for them Yeah, and it doesn't like it doesn't go like uh, oh, I am not going to be racist now. I think it leaves the room open I'm for racist, these. Like, yeah, yeah. Michael I mean, this is that. yes, this is said in the movie. Not oh. Simon actually is racist. Oh, <laughs> but yes. Uh, but yes. Oh. Uh. Cut to one and a half years ago. I would have been cancelled by now. How <laughs> <laughs> it relatively less. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a fascinating movie. Like honestly, I was oh. uh, 
I was very much taken by, and I'm not a Winterberg fan actually. I mean, I need to rewatch oh. the Hunt, but I don't like another round much at all actually. So another round was weak, I think, but it's the Matt Nicholson dances. So I mean, yeah, but I can just watch the last scene for that. But yeah, <laughs> but the yes. last scene, obviously. Yes, yes, yes. No, but and again, no, no, say, say, sorry. The another round, why it was praised, I guess, the emotion of Winterberg's daughter dying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who contributed? Contributed the screenplay. Had a minor role in the film. Yeah, that yeah. might have fueled the love for the film. No, I think a lot of people did really people, like not... it. No, yeah, a lot of international in audiences also. also really liked it. Which, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I also thought that the subject matter is something I am generally not interested in. So maybe yeah. it's that for me. But it's uh, very Danish film. Like, not is, a uh, Danish uh, film. Yes, yes. But but yeah, very much prefer. Uh, celebration slash festin, which is I think huh. really really good, and uh, yeah. Also, Winterberg you... doesn't have many highlights in his career. It's like only three films. He's made some British done. films, far from madding crowd. I feel or like he's his filmography is not as like known illustrious as, as Vontrier. I mean, illust. You say illustrious. I'm sure people will say dog shit also. <laughs> but, ah, but the films can... are trash. The rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like after hunt. I'm like okay, let's watch some more. And like yeah. uh, they are n- nothing to watch in this film. Mm, it's like totally. very low rated. Yeah, Bad. I've not I've not seen much actually. I I only know about these three films. I always knew that Festin Even was me. supposed to be great. So yeah, it is great also. So yeah, it's good to know that um, Festin. Always... Uh, my anticipation for Festin was oh, it has won prize at prize at Cannes. So mm. Obviously, good film. Can't okay. fascination. <laughs> uh, but was this? Did won the uh, Palm Do? Uh, jury prize. Jury, jury. prize. Okay. Uh. okay. Got it. Yeah, I couldn't imagine this winning Palm Do at that time for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, That's, no, it's pretty big though. Bontrier uh, won Palm Do, and everyone was like shocked. Why? What did he win for? Melancholia. Uh, dance, breaking the waves. No. Oh, he won Dancing. for breaking the waves. No, no, no dancing. Dancer in the dark. Dancer in the dark. With Bjork, hmm. the singer. Ah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. He won for that. that. A... Wow. Huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was outrage from the public. Yeah, but and that's then expected. he dropped that Hitler one for melon melancholy. That's for melancholy. Yeah. I remember that. That's. Uh, I mean, oh Lars von Trier, <laughs> what to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's a good good segue, I guess. Uh, unless you have more to say about Festin, we can move on to the idiot himself. The only thing I can tell is that I I I I I I thought I was a Jew for a long time, and was very happy being a Jew. Um, then later on came Susanna Beer, and then suddenly I wasn't so happy about being a Jew. Uh, no, that was a joke. Sorry. Um, uh, I, but it turned out that I was not a Jew. And even if I'd been a Jew, I would be kind of a second-rate Jew because there are kind of the, there are kind of a hierarchy in the kind of the Jewish population. But anyway, I, I no, I really wanted to be a Jew, and I, and then I found out that I was really a Nazi, you know, uh, because my family was German Hartmann. Uh, which also gave me some pleasure. <laughs> so I'm kind of a, yeah. 
what can I say? Um, I I understand Hitler. I'm becoming a Vontrier fan as much as I want. As I'm watching, I like that. I need more people in that gang. I actually, I I very unironically like it. the guys' I hated films. I, I, I but a lot it. of people do. A lot of people do. Huh. But I unironically actually like his films. Like I'm not being like you know. I don't like them for their provocation. Another thing is maturity is required, right, for Vontrier huh. films. Is it? One will see *Nymphomaniac* and they're like, "This is not a film." Ah, uh, it's like porn, basically. Like, but no, it is a film about. No, no, no. I'm huh? saying the people who dismiss it will say it's porn, basically. Ah, huh, that. Ha. Huh, okay. 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 I yeah. was. Uh, I didn't porn. Oh no no you can say you can say it's fine. Porn me kya like it's normal only. But uh no no but I I totally get that. But if anyone is aware of Lars von Trier's work. I think you, if you follow it, you can very much see where nymphomaniac is. How much of it is like sexual provocation, and how much it is about depression. I mean, it is part of the depression trilogy, but but yes, oh, it's obviously. yeah. So, but anyways, we will discuss him like discuss his other films later. Now we, we will move on. Planned. Yes, yes, we have. Uh, that is my party also. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, we are going to be discussing the idiots by the guy today, though. Which is, uh, which is also part of a trilogy. Actually, I did. I forgot that it's oh. part of the Golden Heart trilogy. Uh, by Wontria. By Wontria. This is breaking the waves. Uh, this movie, The Idiots, and uh, Dancer in the Dark. This is the oh. Golden Heart trilogy. Basically, it's uh, it's about. So basically, I mean, The Idiots is basically about a group of people messing about <laughs> by by being really. crude and by acting as handicapped people just to piss society off kind mm. of and mm. and to like break the rules which very much mimics what bontrier and his co dogma people are trying to do in some ways uh and in the middle of that you have this one woman character who's very naive who simple sane? who's sane yes and and uh-huh. it's a lot to do with how she finds redemption and how she doesn't uh, succumb to the sort of fate that the other people around her hmm. have or or suffer and that's how it also links to a little bit of this whole golden heart trilogy if you've seen breaking the waves or dance in the dark it all they are much more focused on one single character like the female character oh. who's basically goes who's simple naive and goes through all these so societal oh, and in that and sense. Yes, yes, yes. It's connected like that only. Huh. Though this is much less focused on her. There are parts of that, but it's also a lot to do with just fucking around. I'm just using the word because, like, there's no point like being. There is a. There are scenes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there are literally also yes, yes, yes. It's both literal fucking around and it's also, also I guess unsimilated. Metaphorical. Hmm. Unsimilated, I guess. Yeah, that's why it's controversial, also, right? Like, huh. and and the portrayal, also and the portrayal sort of, of uh, handicap people. Uh, yes, yes, huh. yes, yes. So here's a. So I'm curious to know what you think, what you admire, what you don't like, because I'm I'm I have thoughts. Ah, <laughs> uh, first of all, the innovation, like how the film starts, and hmm. like I I found the film very genius uh, in hmm. a way it, it uses that mental illness. handicapped hmm. or physical illness you know yeah. to reform the society or use society as this mocking ground they are yeah. all just fooling around and 
Yeah. Like it reminded me of Daisies by Vera. I've not seen it still, but yes, I've. Yeah, yeah, you've told me about that. That film is also two girls who are just uh, dismissing the rules and regulations. Anarchy, no, basically. Like, uh, anarchy. Huh. Chaos. Chaos, 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 chaos. I think that's chaos. a dialogue in this, no? About chaos, chaos, chaos. I think. Mm. Or maybe. No, oh, no, yeah, no. The, I've, I've confused this and Julian Donkey Boy. Never mind. Oh, that song he sings. Huh, huh. Anyways, the, the idiots. Huh. Yes, back to that. Before we jump huh. into. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you were saying the beginning you really liked, right? So, uh-huh. the beginning yeah. I liked, then in the ending, I'm like, this is happening too much. Mm. I'm failing to understand the film quite a bit and like what mm. this is aiming for. Mm. Then they kind of disip- um, parted ways, the whole band comes, yes, 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 off yes. and everybody goes in their own direction. Yeah, so the ending left me like a little bit unsatisfied with Got it. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll definitely recommend you to rewatch it, honestly, uh, and not yeah. because, and the only reason I'm subjected to rewatch. I think so, and I mean, I, I mentioned this in like one of the stories I've been like writing recently. Is basically not sto- like Instagram stories, not stories mm-hmm. I'm writing. Uh, like uh, the tension between like being this prankster or like which he kind of self-proclaims mm-hmm. himself to be. And mm. being genuinely sincere, I think is really effective here. Mm. So I think the key scene, and I, if you, if someone wants to criticize this on the criticize this on the grounds of, look how cool these people are, look how how you know, like on the one hand they are breaking the hypoc- the hypocritical sort of so society, right, which establishes mm. these rules, which anyways mm. kind of try and separate themselves from people who are mentally handicapped. So the main group is criticizing them by pranking or like being like, you know, these handicapped people and basically showing how these people are also hideous. Like the normal people are actually very cruel. Uh, this There are lots of examples of this in the film, right? Uh, I think one of the most effective ones is the one with the, with the actress who's in, who plays Helen in uh, Festen also. Uh, Paprika mm. I think she's she's one of the people who comes to buy the house where these people are yes, living yes, I remember, remember. and she's yes, she her face basically completely turns blue when they tell her that there's a mental mentally disabled mm. institute just uh, no, clo- close to them and she's like huh. oh okay and then she tries to like maintain her you know attitude but then she basically she goes off from there exactly so on the one hand it's doing that but I think one of the, the key scene in, in many senses is when actually handicapped people come into the play and then you have to see these people's shocked. reactions and they huh. are equally inept at doing anything. And I think huh. that's very much the key in sort of, you know, how much he is also critiquing the idiot, the quote unquote idiots this group is called as being actually not being able to do much apart from or not achieving much apart from this, uh, apart from Karen, who's the main character, and mm. Jeppe, I think, who's the most sympathetic ma- uh, man, one of the... Pa- uh, uh, Jeppe in Open Hearts, he was also there, I guess. Is he in, is he in Open Hearts? Means there's an actor. Oh, Open yes, Hearts. he is. Yes, uh, he is. That's true. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I, I didn't clock that. But yes, he is. Uh, he'll, he'll be there in Open Hearts also, yes. So I think apart from these two characters, I think a lot of the film is about how 
strangely similar this group is in like you know how it it's also like very structured no because there's one leader of the group almost and then mm-hmm. all of these are like following orders so it's like very similar mm-hmm. in that sense and i think i am pretty sure he's doing this intentionally right i don't think he's like dumb oh. uh, so i think the oh, whole thing about like he has his intentions i think he's trolling on the mm-hmm. one on the surface level he's of course trolling society but mm-hmm. he's not not trolling the trollers also if that makes sense so he is making fun of the people who mm. are normal quote and quote but he's mm. also making fun of these actors and performers who are trying to mock these these uh this society okay which to me also is like he's almost taking the mick out of himself you know mm. he like to me he strikes me as the leader of this idiots group who like very uh yeah see i'll go into like circles trying to uh, because i think it's better to explain the meta nature of it when we talk about wantrier but apart from the meta nature itself i think the film and this is the one that reminded me most of most of french new wave because there's oh. so much like you know uh, he first he has like so that many. boom mic boom mic that hmm. keeps on appearing in the frame ah. and then there's uh, that's his usual thing i think it it does in a lot of other films also uh which is whatever this is a very wonderful thing i guess and then then there's breaking the fourth wall of course the people are giving an interview to like later in life almost where they are recounting all this they you don't see the interviewer you they are basically talking to the screen so <clears throat> it's breaking in that sense but then there's really genuine moments of like pain and affection that he captures i think which are very effective Uh, especially surrounding jeppe jeppe has one one scene of extreme anguish which i i was a little shaken by because huh. because you it's also cuz you're subjected so much to like this pranky nature no like you're supposed to take things very but then when real Lightly emotion or... strikes it's like full hmm. and and i think he uses the camera really well in those scenes i think like he zooms in really closely to all these people like... and then when the girl goes away with his father i guess that's yes the really scene where he's basically cradling the car like he's almost mm-hmm. like desperate like that's the whole desperation right like where there were genuine sort of emotion comes into play back to reality like everything exactly. is a prank exactly exactly really. which is the whole thing i think with the reality and jokey nature of it i think is like he balances those really well and and i was talking to a friend who thinks this is his best work one of one of my friends thinks it's his best work and wow. i was like are you sure that uh, like i hadn't watched it right so i was like uh, and he was like uh, people were wrong about this and i was like well by people you mean like almost everyone because i've not heard many people say this is good but but yeah i have to agree more on his side i actually think there's real value to this and i think it's it's like it's while stuck discussing I, i'm finding my faults like how i fail to understand the film no but i think it's it's also but i, I always think the failing to understand is as much a problem of the viewer as it's also of the film i think like i think sometimes films can't communicate it but but again if you saw it at the age of like 17 or 16 then of course you, you probably will need yes. to like uh, be Want older your films are not for that age definitely yeah, i mean i would definitely not recommend uh, like the plus 18 plus rating is very suitable for his films not just because they are violent and crude huh. and like you know only rating scale i believe in yes but i think they they are genuinely getting at 
and i think he it comes across in his other movies also and i would really want to discuss his later work because i think in that he very openly addresses a lot of the things through dialogue also in some senses this is yeah dogville i'm most excited about because oh i really like dogville i really like dogville like i've been hearing that it is a stage everything it is yeah 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 stage. but and but that's like the weird thing markings. yeah yeah but that's the thing about i think this is this kind of goes a little bit into the dogma thing of you know you have to show the artifice but you you have the challenge of still immersing the viewers inside the experience like you know hmm. like if you show a boom mic if you show people talking directly to the audience that's supposed to break the illusion right it's basically supposed to be hmm. like you know the film we can watch the film and like you are watching a film almost but hmm. but if you're into the emotional side of it you kind of stick with it even when it's doing all this fuckery i think when when it's doing waving the camera around and you know doing everything uh and That's and he shot it himself i didn't know this he shot it himself there's no listed cinematographer for for this for idiots i think for for the idiots there's no listed cinematographer uh, vontrier should have done yeah he only did i think and then he and i think we didn't talk much about this in i don't remember in festen if they use non diegetic music in any case in no, idiots no. they use this track and i think vontrier uses a lot of classical music later on his mm-hmm. on in his movies also right he uses the swan by camille saint saints i think i'm not i don't think i'm pronouncing the name right but this is a recurring motif that occurs three times i think it appears in the movie in the beginning once when she's in that cart going towards the lunch or dinner wherever karen is going then it appears sometime else like i i don't i probably will need to like track it when i see it again but uh, but yeah he uses non diegetic which again breaking the rules of uh, his own rules i guess <laughs> set by himself so i mean you can break them considering that you only set them so the so, confessions yeah. are there the confessions are there yes uh, but But yeah, this is his. Mo- this is only, only dogma film. Right? film. Ah, only dogma. I mean, we we haven't gotten to the most radical film, Simon. <laughs> you are considering <laughs> Julian Donovan. <laughs> like, I forgot that film. How Even can like, you forget? You just. I don't think that film is easy to forget, though. Honestly, uh, like even though we like, have a yeah. It should make sense. Okay, I I. Are we really switching? Different. I will. I will transition then. Got a poem. Want to hear? Yeah. Eternity chaos. Morning chaos. Eternity chaos. Noon chaos. Eternity chaos. Evening chaos. Eternity chaos. Midnight chaos. Julian, cut it out. Morning chaos. Eternity chaos. I repeat. Noon chaos. Chaos. No, chaos. No, no. You don't even. It doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> How many Karens? Uh, Julian Donkey Boy, which is the number, the sixth Dogma film, which is quite early, right? Like I, I would assume it's. Uh... Oh, I thought Open Hearts came earlier. Open Hearts is number twenty-eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm Julian bad Donkey at remembering was... years. No, no. I I basically have to take notes to remember also. Oh. But Julian Donkey was two thousand film. Uh, it released into in two thousand. So the only English film or like English language and US production we are covering 
Simon, do you want to elaborate on what it is about? Schizophrenia. <laughs> that's it's not a. That's actually a very good description. It is about schizophrenia. It's about schizophrenia, and it's about Julian's schizophrenia. I guess that's the ah, best Julian's way to put it. Julian's schizophrenia, and it's about Julian's mind and he how and how he perceives. Yeah. His environment. This is like family. to me. This is basically like. I mean, you know, his, films are not first-person point of views. Like they can't be generally. Otherwise, there was one movie hmm. called Hardcore Henry, which was a first-person POV thingy, which gave me nausea. But uh, it's oh, like a video Angst game, basically. Uh, Angst is a film. It's Angst first is first-person. Person? You have watched it, I guess. General Carlson. I have not watched film. it. I have not watched it. Like the camera literally is like where he's going. The camera is going. The cam means but the camera. Can you see his head or no? In some scenes, no. Oh no! Hardcore Henry is you can't ever see the main character's head only. It's full oh, first person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's like someone attached a GoPro and he's like just going around. It's basically oh, a game, you know. Game me, just a first person shooters are there. Achcha. It's basically that. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I watched it in the cinema and I got a proper headache. Because I'm generally like not not that that would be a blast to watch in cinema. It's not <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> uh, but but no, this a lot of filmmakers try and do it without like huh. doing the first person. Julian Donkey Boy, I think, is very much in that category of like, you know, everything is below the subjective point of view. Like that is the most important. If you see the film in that respect, I feel there is. some stuff to be gained uh, in terms of you know just how like a mental state goes up and down and up and down i think i oh, messaged okay. you saying that one of the patterns maybe one i did is... yeah, yeah 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 that only one of the patterns i noticed was the whole one scene is has a joyful a joyful way. not even joyful it's slightly happier and then the next huh. is like deeply tragic and you kind of get a jumble of those which is supposed to be i guess his his personality is divided right so i guess you get that that sense of uh as uh, a juxtaposition but like i don't enjoy watching it i really don't at uh, some some dialogues some scenes don't make sense so warner so herzog so this is the thing right i was about to say like i uh, the it's weird that there are other subplots going on so hmm. are you supposed to take the subplots also as a subjective state of his mind maybe then they make more sense because i was like if you're going completely for his point of view right then why don't you hmm. just excise everyone else but then i guess he wants to include other stuff so it's very weird like i guess even the subjective stuff maybe is more incoherent stuff which is a dogma in many ways <laughs> but do you think it's less productive here and also like how much uh, ha huh, uh, means the, the the thing that baffles me is how well received julian donkey boy it is, is as compared to idiots it is it is really well received i was looking uh, people think it's his be- i've not seen much how many couldn't you've seen and you think you like his other work uh, right kids I have seen mm. Kids He Wrote. Uh, I have mm. seen Gummo, Ken mm. Park. Mm-hmm. Ken Park is also Larry Clark work. I guess. Okay, Gummo. I've heard about it. That's similarly supposed to be disgusting, right? But like, <laughs> like Harmony Coin doesn't even uh, try to go dogma. He is mm. 
already like oh from yeah, the yeah beginning, got it continuing hmm. that uh, awful video quality thing got it got it got it like he oh. thrives on that sort of junky yes. trash tra- i think he is associated with trash cinema in any case like uh, i mean that that like, john waters ha huh, but i guess john waters had a big, better sense i mean huh, this movie is not humorous much julian donkey no, world no i mean werner hodzog i laughed at a couple of places because it's werner hodzog and i find the guy's <laughs> voice both funny and terrifying so i was like huh. in some places i was like it's very weird but like i don't mind him <laughs> doing all this weird stuff like it's because of werner hodzog i, I was shocked that he was in the movie i i didn't check the credits right i watched oh. i started it and i was like Why is Werner? Why is this guy speaking like Werner Herzog? And I was like, Oh, this is Werner Herzog. <laughs> of course, it is. I was fully aware. Like, no, no, this start, was like, like a shock to me. I was like, What? Like, where did he come in this from? And uh, so that was my like most exciting moment in the film <laughs> to realize that Werner Herzog is there. But uh, but yeah, like I I feel the only film with a great aesthetic, like uh, this Sapphire tone aesthetic. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, what do you face like, the you, motive of dogma? Like, but still, but you you um, you try watching this a couple of times, right? And you've not finished it before. Yeah. So is there like a particular point you bailed out at, or what do you like? What do you think of it in general? Like, do you not connect? What's uh, connection? No connection in the film at all. Like, yeah. I do, I didn't even think uh, Corinne also wanted to like. attach ourselves to the you to think the so central i character. thought he's trying to do exactly like he's trying to immerse us i thought in his point of view like that's the only way i could I see guess it he failed <laughs> i wasn't immersed at him at all i was like finding stuff so i can latch on to him okay mm. now he's making yeah. sense mm-hmm. but no but that's It's true like i i mean on god i feel it does push yeah. into our on god yeah ah. definitely dialogues doesn't make sense what also so there's i was trying to think what all, what all is happening in the, so there's one on the one hand there's like the julian story going on which is mm. which is the that for, i think the opening scene is of him murdering someone uh murdering a kid who's playing mm. with sort of a turtle i think and he asks mm-hmm. for it and he gets he murders him because he doesn't give him the turtle uh and then it's his story is going on and he is also part of he's like a social service worker with with i think one of the church worker people or, the, or part of the group either the, or uh, it's not made clear yeah at, at some for the disabled i think he's working with them or a part of their group and then there's a moment and then he has a implied incest relationship with his sister who's oh, conceiving yeah. a baby ha huh. Right, I think that's that that's... scene. That scene was uh, done very well. Like, who is the father? Father question mark that cut to Julian. Yes, yes, yes. In yes, the hospital, yes. that yes. scene was great. Yes, yes. That so was the only that... time I felt that wow. Yeah, yeah. That 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 element is there, but then there's other stuff going on also. There's the relationship with his father, like a very deti- like not a healthy relationship with his father, which which shows mm-hmm. its part in like a couple of scenes. but then his father father is played by werner hodzog uh has his own relationship with their other son who's called chris i think uh who wants who he's training to be a who's who he's training yes, to be a man a quote and quote man 
like he hoses oh. him down with water he like tells him to like but then he also Don't tells him to coward, dress like his no to then he tells him to dress like a woman like dress like his wife he gives him a dress and it's really oh. weird even more than julian warner has a character is more confused he's his character is supposed to be very like messed up i think and i mean so the weird thing with bernard azog is i think or oh, german uh, relation i guess that world war things they do have that a little bit yeah uh-huh. but the weird thing is that gas mask yes 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 he's wearing that uh-huh. gas mask also a lot of times so i think so the weird thing with bernard azog is that you know he's too distinctive a voice i feel like when when he's speaking i'm mm-hmm. like oh this is verna hotzog like i can't think of him as like this character so mm-hmm. i just found him like amusing rather than being super disturbed by him like verna hotzog can say this stuff in his own documentaries and i won't and it'll feel <laughs> apt right because he speaks <laughs> like that so with him it was a bit of a distraction i really like chloe savini in this uh, she was very yes. like uh, like i think she plays very much like a angel almost like a angel hmm. character in his life and how she's supposed and and corin films are also very beautifully the opening scene also yeah, yeah, then yeah. when she skates yeah oh yeah, yeah there's a lot to do with yeah skating and how that leads to later uh-huh. as a very sadistic thing happens in the end which is which to me is uh-huh. the point where it's like a lot of that that element of provocation what what i said about um wonderier that doesn't bother It me is. Yeah, yeah. Oh. like with Vontria, the provocation generally never bothers me because I think there's meat underneath the provocation or like emotional stuff. With mm-hmm. Corinne, from this at least, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think some of it's just provocation, and I find that a bit distracting. I feel, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I can't deny the experimentation. Like emotional wise, like only Chloe Savini's character was. a little bit empathetic yes yes he she, and i guess michael uh, not michael so chris a little bit but chris then, also but yeah but then the julian thing himself that distracts is, me is like nothing is complete in this film Again, that's the point i would haan, assume <laughs> what uh, harmony going try 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 to achieve yeah. i guess the thing which he tried to achieve failed the film itself for me at least yeah like I mean, that it's... point of view thing i can't really connect it got it got it nahi yeah. neither could i i couldn't connect hmm. with it i'll tell you I, that's why i said my reference point was terence malick where i was like you know <laughs> i get this aesthetic because i know one of my favorite filmmakers does something similar except the hmm. images look quote unquote pretty Good. and uh, and i am much more attuned to his sensibilities because i think Kareen and a couple of the provocateurs at that time view the world as like completely hopeless. Also, right? They are also completely like you know this world is not inviting at all. Like it really pushes you away as a viewer. Also, that's his films are also in general, like, right? Exactly. Uh, like that's not what I've heard at least. I've not seen much. Huh. But but hmm. my the point of view thing only came to me because of Malik because I've seen his recent works and his his recent works focus a lot on that similar sort of. point of view subjective you know you get uh, huh. cutting which is like like Wait sometimes sometimes the cutting won't get like you know it won't be na- normal it'll cut from scene to scene in a way which is unnatural and hmm. you know it, it's more driven by emotional logic than logic which is which is the big i think point with with this but but yeah it didn't work for me uh, the whole chaos 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 is the thing which which 
dialogue yeah, is also too. like you can't ah, critique but... the film anything you say it's like oh he's schizophrenic so i was actually that no no i was getting at this point you brought up a great point uh, i had noted this before also it's like with dogma and a lot of these movements sometimes it's very hard to critique them because then the reply is always that that is the intention right yeah. i mean <laughs> you also said that you didn't get it feels incomplete and then i was basically like that's probably the intention yeah. which is weird right because then it becomes impossible to critique something but i think we can critique it on the grounds that we didn't connect with it which i think is something which is a problem at least a little bit sympathetic or a good dialogue must have helped helped mm. us to connect with julian yes everything was so esoteric like what are you saying we can't understand the world the balance, is horrible balance, balance, balance. <laughs> <laughs> that so like every harmony korean film except spring breakers I've heard that's fun. Ah, that's like the only time I've seen Beach Bum also. No. Oh, his uh, earlier films are trash in quality. <laughs> He has got more funding recently. A twenty four. A twenty four. Of yes. course. Yes, yes. I mean the aesthetic matches. No, like now it's become prettified, like properly prettified. Uh, nice aesthetic bump that's also. A twenty four has a much. A twenty four has a like. at least he will improve his camera at least yes definitely <laughs> watch But... gummo it's you will watch gummo and then you will remember sacred the killing of the sacred deer i like killing of the sacred deer though then you will get the, uh, the resemblance of barry keogan's character ah okay the lead character but i've heard gummo is much more like uh, stationary unlike julian donkey world <clears throat> which is like consistently moving Gummo is ah uh, Gummo is very slow, slow compared to Julian Donkey Boy. Ah, huh. got it. Uh, isn't it Julian someone Donkey in a tub like... basically for the longest time? Oh Gummo, ha. Huh? Ha, huh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lead character. Yes, yes. Lead, yes. I think. So, yes. You hear about these things because, like, that's the a lot of times those things are the like the selling points, no? Like the provocative huh. elements. So basically that. Yeah. Oh, Harmony Coin also uses Chloe Sevigny a lot. Oh, he she's she she came up from underground movies only. What like this? Ah, ah. Okay. She okay. was in kids. She was yeah. in Gummo. Both disturbing roles. Yeah. Has she done any cheerful roles in her career? I don't think so. I'm trying to think. It, I've seen her in everywhere. Uh, I uh, that uh, what Vincent Gallo films also. She's like, she's supposed those are supposed to be super depressing, right? I've never seen Vincent Gallo films. Uh, Chloe is a brick. <laughs> <laughs> On Vincent Gallo, sometime else. But uh, I've seen Chloe Sabini in uh, the Snowman, which is very funny because that movie is a pile of trash. Uh, and then uh, I saw her in Lean on Pete by Andrew Hay. That's the most positive role I've seen her in. And oh. even that is a little sad. But but in that she is positive. like she's not miserable yes yes but i don't like think she's uh, charlotte gaines bro uh, yes <laughs> both doing depressing roles uh, i mean Char- i'm sure charlotte gaines charlotte gaines bro has done some comedy in like french french films ha huh. she like she in... is a pleasant person but chloe sevigny looks more dark <laughs> maybe we just need to see her in more films actually there is a british film in which she she is doing comedy 
it's called love and friendship imagine a friend uh, like we are talking about uh, chloe sevigny being dark she's in a film called love and friendship so yes hmm. you should watch that it's good it's by witch stillman it's funny it's quite funny oh. yeah anyways i'll watch anyways do before going to like british uh, period pieces we can move on to uh, our final film uh, which is Open the hands. normalist of the normal <laughs> compared huh. to especially compared to the three we've talked about uh, especially compared to i think two idiots and uh, julian donkey boy i huh. would say celebration uh, was also conventional ha huh, comparatively but but comparatively. but yes but yeah open hearts is uh, suzanne peers is that the way to pronounce her hmm. name hmm. uh it's Suzanne her directorial peers. debut is it or did she make something before this also i know she's made stuff after this which i don't particularly i'm i'm not particularly fond of but i uh, she's a oscar winner right is she i didn't know this mm mm-hmm. for did her film after the wedding win the oscar award i think so okay hmm oh in a better world okay i have not seen it i think who's who's in in a better world mads mikkelsen again no 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 mads mikkelsen only in one film i think so I okay check. okay open hearts is not a debut not a debut okay but it's her only film in dogma right ha ha only like, female director also in dogma only female director in dogma okay uh but yeah it's an interesting film and i think uh, yeah simon you want to go ahead and talk about what it's about a little bit 2002 film like simple uh, uh romance film where the husband is reportedly faced an accident and then the wife links up with the doctor treating his husband to fill her emptiness yes and then chaos ensues uh, ensures Yes, the, whole, the two families. Two families. The ending was quite good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, I like the Positive whole film. Ending. I like the whole film much more than again I expected to. To be honest, I've 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 seen her other work, and I was a little. No, I've not seen her other work in general, but I saw I've seen two of her other films. I'm not a fan of either that oh, much. Paprika so. Singh is very much famous in these. Paprika Singh is very good also in 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 ah. this in all the three films. She's very very good actually. She's ah. the she plays the lady we talked about in the Idiots, the person who comes to buy the house. She plays the sister hmm. in Festen. And the surviving she's, sister, not the dead one. Yes, she's the she's the living sister who who hmm. yeah. And in this, she's the wife of Mads Mikkelsen, Neil's character, who's involved in the accident of uh, Joachim, who's uh, Sonia Richter's um, hu- to be husband. husband, to be husband. No, they are about to get uh, married, but yeah. Nikolai Laikas. Nikolai like he was Jeppe which uh, came mm. like I was surprised like there's of course if the movement is the same you'll have over like recurring sort of mm. well it was in, a collective in, mainly yeah exactly so so yeah what do you did you like you you watched it a while back right or when did you watch wow. it at least two three months back okay only two three months back that's fine that's not like that 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 mm-hmm. but a pretty uh, easy watch like after festen and Mark. definitely i watched the straight very off, easy watch watched the straight after julian donkey boy and i was like wow this is like 
familiar territory <laughs> and like i was very happy to be in the company i mean you're not supposed to be very happy to be in the company of essentially people who are quite selfish and quite mm. uh destructive in a way but like i was just happy to be in the company of people who i understood a little bit <laughs> like yes. in a place which was of course it's cold and depressing and it's a little like you know dogma films and uh, address difficult subject matter in general but but this was that's quite, another big point of the yeah yeah it was quite positive like in general like i, I like the love story i, I didn't ex- expect the ending to be like that like yeah, i thought it is going to basically like, be like everyone's broken apart and everyone's like separated from ah, each other sort of like that destructive ending exactly i mean it it is fairly destructive for the longest time and i guess the ending ah. itself is more hopeful but hmm. but yeah i mean i i liked most of the character dynamics in this actually i think this is mostly out of all the movies we've seen the most performance driven i feel performance and writing driven ha huh, not not, in, not in, that yeah. much engaging plot or something but the ha huh, like a very standard makes... melodramatic plot hmm. no like one accident huh. occurs and it kind of wrecks everyone's lives who are in it hmm. uh, brilliant the, chemistry shared yeah definitely people. between uh, mads mikkelsen and sonia richter especially i think like hmm. they have great chemistry like it's also because huh. like their relationship begins without us necessarily without the film necessarily uh, pushing that relationship to begin like huh. it feels very natural when when they sort of connect and whatever uh, sleep with each other and uh, and yeah like i think normalized the affair thing i guess yeah i think like that's the, the inner void that's the sort of provoc- the one sort of provocative idea i think at play here is that i is Suzanne Bia and the co-writer is Anders Thomas Jensen also are they kind of punishing the people who committed the accident you know i almost feel the more provocative th- way to look at this film is to see if the mads mikkelsen character is basically like the tennis ball between the two families <laughs> uh, and uh, basically the hmm. pe- person who commits the accident ends up losing their family because they actually resulted in the person who's in the accident them losing their so it's like a strange twist of fate where the person who commits the accident loses their family but the person who is involved in the accident gains a family in a very weird way because that's the provocative element and and the fact that it's a very casually done sort of sex uh thing between the two right and i think uh how Not that much sincerity or like the weight which celebration had very yeah. laid back in a sense yeah it is laid back compared to like the other films we've talked about like other like uh-huh. it's very much uh, it's thorn it's thorny like all characters are very uh, conflicted all characters are very like selfish they they take decisions impulsively they they're not hmm. there's a lovely scene between uh, paprika steen and uh, mads mikkelsen when he's saying he's telling her to leave the that he's leaving the house and she she like doesn't know how to articulate what to say so she like slaps him but then says sorry and then she she basically shouts at her child for basically being like you know your dad is like this horrible person and then she says sorry again so it's like all that that again that complicated sort of interpersonal relationship 
is there could it be shot not in handheld camera i don't know uh i would think not because i think it gives it a immediacy it's like a, you know so raw spontaneous sort of feel to it but i can imagine this being the only film that could actually function in a different aesthetic also like i don't know how much the aesthetic adds because to because it's very conventional yeah it is yeah so it but can the, be made into a, is that a trend though like polished. like as the sort of movement because this released in 2002 and the movement ended in like 2005 right so is this like a thing where it kind of just runs out of steam like, you know that innovation kind of just dies uh, out oh, and it basically yeah. like because uh, it, it's 28 film right in the dogme and yeah. total number of films are 31 Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is like yeah, the ending, ending of going down. Uh, yeah, but uh, but I mean, this aesthetic and all bleed bled into a lot of American independent cinema, like a lot of you know mumble. I think it was one of the mumble, mumble core ka inspiration, right? Like a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Like mumble core shot much more with like pristine cameras and all that. But, uh, but this is actually this build. This feels more that than you know the other dogma stuff. like hmm. this is not soft like mumblecore but it it feels more towards that american independent space rather than like western for some reason i can't imagine now i know we have succession but like i couldn't imagine 1998 me like you have like this sort of drama coming out from uh, from like the states or like you know it's too also it just looks very grimy for it to be be like an american production i feel and um, us productions won't take this much risk i feel like, so at least yeah yeah definitely like i mean i've i am always baffled by the success of succession uh, like i know success of succession stylized a mini series yeah but like, i'm very surprised more... by how many people are interested in watching families like a uh, a uh, uh, poisonous family tearing each other apart i so guess my problem is if you are watching as a Five six seasons of this. Why not watch a two hour film? We we will get into that. I mean, I'm happy to get into that discussion, Sam. And I I'll I'm very much on your side. But but uh, like whatever Succession is doing, Festen has hmm. already done. So just watch. There, there's definitely there's definite precedence to it. Of course, Succession is doing like other stuff also. But like uh, I'm I'm yeah I'm reducing it to episodes. that. But but hey, here, here, like a lot of the blueprint feels like it's like when I watched Western, I was like, yeah, you can very much map this out onto, you know, uh, succession, and it won't be too far apart. And how how much less talked about this the relation between succession and Western is? Like, yeah, it's an opportunity for us to be but... talking about. It. <laughs> I guess we we should do a post oh. on it. Uh, but but no, there's definitely. I mean, again, great idea. no but i i think more than yeah that definitely but i think the it's worth noting to be honest and i i think we are to be blamed in some senses also like just the whole pretty prettification of stuff is probably stopping people from watching a lot of you know thoda sa like i know low quality image hai but like it it serves a purpose i think it it really has like a it all complements the nature of the human I've always felt that films which Panic. with with lower grade images sometimes really help enhance. Uh, hmm. I think I remember twenty eight days later. If the celebration like, was like this pristine film, yes, exactly. It won't scare me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it has. Celebration wouldn't scare me. 
succession yeah. okay it's good but it won't scare me like how you are second. i i will look forward to people who comment on your succession comments <laughs> i haven't first of all i haven't watched it and i'm not interested to watch succession and if it's related to festen then i then surely i won't watch it. i mean it's not related like i'm making a comparison but like that's because there's thematic similarity also it it it, it it's look it, it just looks like so much uh, effort uh, boring <laughs> okay you're firing except all the, guns here except the soundtrack nicolas oh Richard. the uh, opening track is amazing the uh, intro track at least but uh, only that guy could make me watch succession watch not. watch i mean watch as an i like i quite like quite like it i i'm not as crazy about it as like everyone in the world but i really like it but uh, yeah you have clearly you clearly attract people to send you abuses by saying this but that's fine you you made controversial statements that's, my job. that's fine oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean yeah there's a lot but but i think we've we've covered uh, a fair bit in in good good like compact huh. time and like i think we've done a better job than i think we uh did with the japanese cinema not that the japanese cinema episode was huh. bad but it was a challenging thing to do because it was it was too huh. broad a japanese, topic i feel because you have to relate also like japanese films with other contemporary films which were not exactly yeah, yeah yeah exactly That's and i think so dogma ka you have a fixed time period you have a fixed uh-huh. sort of you know set of films and i think it's numbers you have certificate exactly i mean yeah they that way it makes it much easier actually and and then they have a special like specific aesthetic like similarity mm-hmm. but then with japanese cinema you're tracking different styles like going from rashomon to like in the real senses yeah no but next i think from next time we'll do this though i think we'll we'll limit it down to an era or like limit it down to like you know one mm, of those things and uh, please yeah so i think uh, please send us suggestions for that we really welcome that i think i love preparing for these episodes this is one of my sort of favorite firstly i get to learn much more and then uh, i get to watch awesome stuff like julian donkey boy which i would never watch otherwise and then uh, i also have to so like again it's like discovery but then it's also like a lot of mm. other stuff that you didn't think like i didn't think about like you know the comparisons between dogma and other film movements you get to discover wow. all this and i think if you want us to cover a specific uh, i know we have got some sub- suggestions but uh, please keep on sending us more suggestions cuz uh, we'll be happy to sort of the uk uh, one thing to add dogma kind of relates with what ken loach was doing in uk but, uh, with better yes. aesthetics ha uh, with better aesthetics and a good budget mm. yes but was he doing this much provocation no it, it was more political provocation like the thoda sa aesthetic similar got it got it. no no I, i understand what you mean i've seen some ken loach i've not seen uh, many ken loach is like uh, one of my favorite directors i can i i i see why i can understand totally i i started watching british films because ken loach yeah i mean it's a great reference point i really like whatever i've seen from him i, I mean kes is like some other oh, level for me so a... yeah Uh, but yeah that episode we will we'll do some british cinema thing i think all of us are generally fans mike of a lot of mike lee is on my list mike lee is uh, one of my favorites also so get and lies i have to watch it oh good lord best of luck cuz that movie can break your heart into a gazillion pieces so uh, it's <laughs> but... the fully dialogue based right 
only dialogue i mean it's well sh- it's very well made also but his his okay. writing a lot of times and performances overpowers the sort of visual element but uh, that's the best thing for me i want but, dialogue but yeah no, but it's very well i mean it's spectacular ah. honestly uh, but but yeah okay L- later on my so the, later on my praise about mike lee and ken loach and okay, I, okay, okay. and other people knowledge. no no he'll go in some other list he won't be in a list actually he'll be a separate he'll be episode. <laughs> one episode yes ah. uh anyways yes so thank you thank you so much for listening today i and thank you so much simon for filling us i hope you watch us. these films i mean we can just hope uh we we'll, yeah. uh, you 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 are not excused from not watching festin because i know that's available firstly it's available on criterion uh-huh. for whoever has the account and whoever doesn't it's available more readily than some of these other movies like i know you, i i struggle to you sent me all the other, you sent me all the copies but uh but yeah contact simon if you want all of the copies for these films. anytime just dm me i think you will be the happiest of people watch these films i think yes yeah. i i get dms and i'm like more happy and like okay you will watch i'll send the yeah. especially Even these films you know like all the obscure huh. and sort of uh, different huh. different styles different types of films i think yes those are the ones that are that fulfills too. my purpose of my page yeah yeah no definitely i mean that's the i think some of the time some of the things the best things to do about film pages i think is uh, is to discover or like make people aware of, of like different stuff so and i think your page is consistently done that blade runner i mean not even the original one the villeneuve one <laughs> don't mention who this is but yes uh but 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 okay thank oh, you so okay. much uh, thank, thank you so thank much you. for listening to the episode today and uh, you can you can follow us on at queen is dead on spotify you can follow simon on instagram and letterboxd on instagram you can follow him at at, at the bong cinephile and in on letterboxd you can follow him at the bong cinef if i'm right yes yes you can follow me mm-hmm. if you want to on uh, instagram at terminal cinema you can i basically do a bombardment of stories more so than posts but but yeah uh, and uh, yeah that's stories thank much. you Thank you and thank you so much for listening today and khatam Mr. Fancher uh, melancholy would you consider this your answer to the Hollywood blockbuster and if not could you envision doing a film on a grander scale than this <clears throat> on a grander scale yeah yeah that's what we we Nazis we uh, we <laughs> we have a tendency to try to do things on a greater scale um <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe you could persuade me into uh to uh yeah, the final solution with journalists. No, I'm 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 well, well on the on that very very strange note, I'm afraid our time is up.